I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm Patty Teal here as usual with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Hi, Vicki. How are you? Hi, Patty. I'm well, thank you. And today we have with us Sean Dyer, who is the Senior Fraud Specialist at Montecito Bank and Trust. We always have Sean and then sometimes we have Doris. They go back and forth. So today Sean is with us. Love having information from the bank because they are often the forerunners of frauds that start happening in our community. For example, they were able to help pinpoint the theft of mail happening from the big bin in front of our downtown post office. They were able to identify fraudulent checks that were coming into the bank. And when they contacted their customers, they found that their customers had mailed those checks from that particular mail bin. And in that way, we were able to get the word out and hopefully stop people from using that bin. So the bank always has important information for us. Sean, tell us what you've got today. What's happening at the bank? Well, there are a couple things I wanted to discuss. First was we've just come to the end of tax season and we like to call it a imposter scam for fast cash. And we've literally had two or three customers where they go online to apply for a loan of some sort. And it's not at a valid website. So they are connected with fraudsters and the fraudsters convince the customers to give over their account information, account number, routing number, so that they can log in to the online banking of our customer and deposit a fraudulent check. The story that the customer gets is this will be your cash and to make sure you're trustworthy, we want you to take out $500 of that deposited check and send it to us right away. Then we'll know we have good faith with you and we'll give you a loan. But of course, the check is never a valid check and the check is returned as altered, fictitious or account closed. And unfortunately, the customer has usually taken the money out already and now they're in a worse situation than they were before they applied for this online fast cash. Usually the beginning of April, it just kind of is that way. So that's me associating it with tax time because that's usually when when we see that. Yeah, that makes sense. So people are looking for money to pay their taxes. And oh my gosh, I just didn't save up that $15,000 or whatever (laughs) it is. And now you've got a deadline looming and you're scrambling around to get the money. Do I sound like I've been in this situation? (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly what goes on. And so you scramble around and, and what do you do? And apparently they're... Do, do these scammers run ads, uh, ads for fast cash, or how does it come to I, be? I honestly think that, that the customers are Googling fast cash loan or fast okay. loan because that's their mindset. Oh, I've got to get some cash fast. What mm-hmm. do I do? And also, it's not always a very large sum of money. It can just it can be under $1,000 because it's usually clients that they they are really down to nickels and dimes. 
Yeah. And it's just, it's just devastating when these things happen. And the other part of this story is when we have to try to go back and question them for more information is they think they've only given out their, as they've said, I just gave my checking account number so they could make the deposit for me. So we go back and ask, well, if you're getting a loan, that usually means there's some kind of a loan application or something. They're going to want your social security number. They're going to want your date of birth, all that, what we call personal identifiable information. The customers don't even realize that they gave it out or gave some of it out. They don't remember because they're in such a hurry to get the cash. So on our end, it not only becomes check fraud, it's also identity theft. And that is just the most unfortunate for a customer because we can't really help them much with it. We can guide them to the website, but it's on the customer to call the credit agencies and file ID theft reports or or ask for their credit report and those sorts of things. So when we have these fast cash, usually also involves identity theft. Oh, that's just, that's devastating because recovering from identity theft can be a nightmare and it can take a long time and you have to go through a lot of different kinds of steps. Yes. Like you say, reporting to the to the credit reporting agencies, among many other things. So if somebody gets that kind of information from you, is it true that they can then go in and drain your bank account because they've got information that they can use to get into the account? Or what are the dangers there? The danger is if the fraudulent check isn't returned quickly and swiftly like they usually are. If time has gone by, say a week or so, fraudsters would be able to go in there since they have access to your online banking and they could create a bill pay payee so that they could send money to themselves or transfer, try to create fake checks because they have the account number and the routing number. They could create their own fake check and do their own mobile deposit with a fake check with all your information on it. And if you're not monitoring your account quickly, they're going to get the cash. So they can get in there with that information and and take money out of your account. You're really in danger if you give out that kind of information. Clearly, there were red flags here. One of them being turn over your account information to us. We're going to deposit a check to test your trustworthiness. But what what else should they should consumers watch out for when they're trying to get these fast cash loans? What other signs are there that things are not quite right? You know, I would say doing their due diligence. If they're going online to find one, see if there's any reviews or or see if there's a way to just instead of you know googling fast cash and then you have this list of different options scrolling further to the bottom to find one or seeing if you type in the name that you saw in google like let's say it's called sean's fast loan service that's when you've typed in fast cash loan the first thing that pops up is sean's loan service We'll see then if you can open another way of accessing Sean's loan service, like go into another way around to see if you connect to the same website, the same information, and they'll always have a phone number. Oh, do they answer it that way? Just, Just take a few more steps. But again, as we all know, anything that has a sense of urgency is tied to emotion and it just tricks our brain and we we don't think of the whole picture. Yeah, we just react. We just right. react. We don't take the time. If you're in a panic, you don't take the time to to do your due diligence uh, exactly. because you you have a deadline and you've got to get this problem solved. And there are so many 
crooks out there who are just so happy to help you solve this problem. So anything else that you're seeing at the bank that we should know about? The only other thing was, again, to go over some more of the altered checks, just like you were talking about with the big blue bin that we ask our customers not to mail checks out. It doesn't seem to be making a difference right now. Although they're not using the blue bin, checks are still being intercepted and the payee names are being altered. We're seeing a huge uptick and more with business accounts than personal accounts. So what I think that relates to is businesses often have vendors that they are paying. So it could be the checks are making their way to the vendor. And then there's a fraudster paying an employee at the vendor to take pictures of the incoming checks. Right. So then they have all the information and they can change the payee or create their own. Yeah, that's interesting. So, but could it be that the businesses are just not being careful about how they mail their checks? That they're Absolutely. just maybe the businesses, it's a small business. You know, you may send one of your employees down to the bank to deposit the checks and the employee throws it in the bin because they don't know any better. And right. And yeah. Yeah. So is this an argument for online banking, for making payments online, Sean? personally do that because I know what hard work it is to go through to try to recover. And here, I guess, let me point this one other part out because people generally don't know this. So say you're the customer who's had a check that has an altered payee. The banks have timeframes to return thing, return items without any problems, without any paperwork. And for most things, it's just 24 hours. That's all we have to return an item from the date that it posts to your account. Okay, But if you have an item that has an altered payee name, we have three years. The customer has three years to come back and say, hey, I wrote this to ABC Company and now it says Sean Dyer. I did not make that out. I want to go back and collect my money. Okay, then the customer has to fill out several forms, one of which is called an affidavit of forgery. That document is notarized. And then that document, along with the altered check, are sent on what we call collection. They're sent on collection to the bank of first deposit. The bank of first deposit is the bank that negotiated that altered check because they are responsible that they should have reviewed the item when they accepted it for deposit. Pre-COVID, collection items would take three to six months. Collection items now are taking nine to 12 months. And so if you have an item that's for $5,000 that was altered, you're not getting the money while the item's on collection because we don't know if that collection will be paid or not. Right. So the customer is kind of like out of that money while it is in trans, while it's going through this collection process. And we are at the mercy of that bank that we have sent it to. And I will tell you, the typical very large banks are the ones that are very, very behind. And it's because all during COVID, everybody had their shifts cut back. They couldn't be in person. They can't be processing. There's one center that does it all. And it's just everybody's behind. So it could take up to a year to get that money back. Yeah, it could. I use online bill pay. I go because there's no check. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Checks are becoming a thing of the past, it seems. I do have a question about the fast cash loans. It's not exactly the topic that you were describing. But some of predatory loaners, people that charge 200, 300% interest, is that legal, Sean? 
I cannot answer that. I'm not sure. They probably have to disclose and get the customer to sign off that they understand they are willing and they want to move forward knowing they're paying an astronomical interest rate or they might not charge a high interest rate. What they may do is charge you a fee. That seems like it should be illegal when it's that much money. But on the other hand, people, I guess, get desperate and they need cash in a hurry. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that do it for today, Sean? Or have you got any <laughs> that's skills that that's about can all do? I can do today. That's <laughs> about it. Well, yeah. thank you so much. We really appreciate the update on what's going on with those checks and loans. Vicki, would you give your fraud hotline number before we say goodbye to Sean? I will. It's area code 805-568-2442. And I'll say it again. Area code 805-568-2442. And I do have a little piece of good news today, Patty. So oh, good. Whenever you're ready. All right. Are you ready, Sean, to hear some good I'm news? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> this will just take a moment. I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, Western Union got sued by the Federal Trade Commission because yes. they were accepting money from people who were victimized by fraudsters. They were allowing those victims to send money via Western Union, and it turned out they kind of knew what was going on, and they did not take appropriate steps to stop them. So they were sued by Federal Trade Commission, and there was a big fund set up, and you could apply to get reimbursement from this fund if you lost money to a fraudster by sending money through Western Union. And the dates were January 1st, 2004 through January 19th, 2017. If you were the victim of a fraud committed during that time period and you sent money via Western Union, you could file a claim and get that money back. Well, apparently the deadline has been extended. So you can still file a claim. Yeah, you can still file a claim with Western Union. And you have to do it before July 1st of this year. So July 1st, uh, 2022. But remember the dates, January 1st, 2004 through January 19th, 2017. If you lost money during that period of time by sending money to a crook through Western Union, you can get the money back. Now, what this says to me is that they must still have money left (laughs) In their big fund, because otherwise they wouldn't be extending the time period. So, folks, take advantage of this. I mean, how many times do you get money back when you've been defrauded? And we had a guest on that did get money back. It was Jeannie, uh, what's her last name? Yeah, uh, Jeannie West. Jeannie West, yes. And she was defrauded through Western Union and she was so excited. She found her paperwork and she got the money back. So I'll post that information. Here's where you can get the claim form because you do have to file a claim. Go to Western Union Remission Phase (laughs) 2. So apparently there was Western Union Remission (laughs) Phase 1 and now we're in Western Union Remission Phase 2.com. And that's where you can get your claim form and file your claim. That is good news, especially for people who lost money and sent it through Western Union. Thank you, Vicki. Thank you, Sean. What a great episode. Thank Thank you. you. Okay. Until next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.